previously on My Best Friend's Journal. People are eating ass. It is the topic du jour. I can't tell you how many girlfriends have made topic comments. Topic du jour. <laughs> you accepted the Burt Backrack musical, and you're very excited. This is the musical that that really sweet man, Larry, was directing and had written. It was just a challenging experience. Done with Denzare. You are fucking Denzare. I never have to say that again. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is the saddest sentence I've re- ever read. Highlight of day was photocopying sheet music. <laughs> I'll see like an Instagram model and like in a pair of briefs. I'm like, oh, I want to sniff that bulge. I know <laughs> you say those kind of things. <laughs> it's hot. Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek, grab a drink or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote This shit might get too real Nothing here is sacred I'm haunted by my past It's called my best friend's journal Let's start this damn podcast Let's sing this theme a little longer first It's someone's favorite podcast Mrs. Doubtfire, it's been so long. How are you? Good. How are you, Mikey? So you good? Good. Welcome. <laughs> Who was that? We haven't met her yet. Uh, welcome to episode 31. Uh, more like episode 35. Okay, fuck off. Okay. <laughs> love when you started angry. <laughs> you know, I love a pun. I'll give it to you. Um, yeah, will you, daddy? <laughs> Ew! How dare you? Oh, his face was horrified. It was great. <laughs> Uh, I think we'll both need a few drinks before I allow you to quote unquote give it to me, Daddy. Uh, yeah, first of all, it's never gonna happen. Second of all, I can't, I, I can't have a few drinks. It's dry January. Oh, for you. <laughs> so disgusted. I'm disgusted. sorry. I'm trying to do a post-holiday season detox. <laughs> detox. <laughs> How's it going so far? Oh, it's fine. It's great. It's good for my liver. Uh-huh. Yep, feeling clear-headed. Um, I thought about it. I was like, should I smoke less weed? The honestly, the one perk of that would be to like get my tolerance back down. But I'm like, I, I don't know. It makes me unanxious. I'm a better person. I was going to say it's kind of medicine for you. Yeah. So yeah, you don't have to be annoyed for me though, that I'm going to be <laughs> sober for a month. It's not that big of a deal. No, you like it. I'm, I'm happy that you're committing to something that you enjoy. You Although, do like to enjoy a treat together at the end do, of the day. But that can be food. Yeah, that's true. I am also a dog. I'm food motivated. Me too. But will you uh, partake in marijuana? Uh, probably not. It lowers my inhibitions and I want mm. to imbibe more. Like When you've smoked. Whether that be food or uh, food or drink. And I Even just, with me? If we're just watching a movie at night? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I always end up with a lap full of chip crumbs at the end of that situation. <laughs> I don't have... Uh, I have bad enough self-control when it comes to food when I'm uh, sober. So... I'm kind of using this as an excuse to just uh, reset and try to give myself all the tools I can have to make good decisions. How very January of you. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a pretty ubiquitous thing around this time of year. It's one of those things people like to do to reset, and you are part of the fold in that way. I've never done it. I don't know the last time I took a month off from drinking, like not even having, like we hosted some friends for dinner and I did not drink. Um, wow. And that, uh, you know, I usually like that little social lubricant. I love enjoying a good glass mm-hmm. of wine, all that. Does um, Peter mind? 
He doesn't mind. Um, he just is happy for me to <laughs> for me to do that. That's it's, good. If he did mind, that wouldn't be great. No, no. drink, bitch. <laughs> Which is kind of the vibe I was getting from you. <laughs> you rolled your eyes uh, when I yes. said dry January. No, I support you. I just don't support the lack of fun I get to have. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a little taste of what will come when Michaela and Christian are having a baby. Because I'm sure I know Christian will. Um, everyone knows him as Kick. Will absolutely. Join Michaela in whatever she has to abstain from. Ew, in nine months of not drinking, really? Yeah, if <laughs> the mother has to do it, why is it ill for the guy to I do didn't it? Mean to say, ooh, sorry, kick. I know it's a personal thing. I know it's relationship by relationship, and I will never face this <laughs> this quandary. So it is a strange thing to have an opinion on. Um, but I, for some reason, I'm just like outside looking in. I'm like, uh, I mean. Who cares if he enjoys a beer? It's one thing if he's getting like blackout drunk and isn't being a good partner. But like if he wants to enjoy a couple beers after a long day, like if we were having a, a child and I couldn't drink for nine months, I, I don't. And you can drink. You can have a glass of wine. Well, yes, you, you absolutely can. A lot of women won't because modern society has made that such a big deal, which is hilarious because for years and years and years, women were drinking martinis like as they were in the birthing suite, you know. <laughs> That'd be sick. Um, <laughs> that's absurd. I And I get it. Like, to There's w- no. What's absurd? The martinis part? I guess the judgment is what's ridiculous. Um, I think I said recently that like. To each their own. You you know the risk, and it's up to it's for you. Yeah. And a glass of wine has very little risk. Uh, yeah. Most most doctors will say like I won't say most. Many doctors will say like just have the glass of wine. Who cares if it relaxes you? It makes you feel good. That's great. Um, the other side of that coin is a lot of doctors will say like why even why even risk it? Like you know that why even like dabble in that if it could potentially harm? Because you are going through the fucking painful task of carrying a child for nine months and a little relaxation is great completely agree with you i'm not arguing i'm just saying (laughs) passionately saying again let's just remind everyone that we are two gay men here who don't really need an opinion on this but here we are anyway um Uh, i was sitting at a bar one time um i was visiting my cousin um this was years ago in indy she was meeting me out to um to i don't know catch up because we hadn't seen each other for forever and she showed up and she was like three months pregnant she had like a baby bump like a tiny bump Mm -hmm. and that's how she told me she was pregnant i was so excited to see her whatever and she was like i'm gonna order a glass of red wine my doctor said i can have one and i just want to have a glass of wine with you i'm like great do that the bartender gave her the nastiest Mm -hmm. the nastiest look i was like oh my god you can reserve that judgment for someone you fucking know you're not allowed to look at people that way none of your goddamn business this is none of your Amy Schumer does a really good bit on this when she talks about being pregnant and she had a tough pregnancy um, and just talking about asking for opinions on the amount of alcohol that a pregnant lady could have. It's very funny. I won't try and recreate it, but it really highlights just another bullshit thing women deal with all the judgment, even from other women, which is just like upsetting again. Stick to your fucking self. (laughs) Do your own research and do what's good for you. True. Also, I don't want anyone to think that I'm judging their relationship uh, if you choose not to drink with your wife out of camaraderie or your partner out of camaraderie. That is perfectly fine for you. Bottom line, if I had to be, if I, I had to give something up for nine months and be kind of miserable, and uh, Peter could have like pleasure in some way, like by having something I wasn't allowed to have for that time, I would. I think my instinct is just be like, oh, y- y- if one of us should, if you know, <laughs> if I can't, at least you can, kind of thing. And that's just how I feel about it. Yeah, I guess it's very, very situational. And yes, if Peter was like taking advantage of that and getting fucking blackout while you're cleaning up the pieces and carrying a baby. Uh, yeah, that would be a problem in the world where you can get pregnant and, and we, want to be. <laughs> and we do. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of, that's a, a dystopia. If I've <laughs> heard of one, well, it's, it's been a while since we've had a, a feminist intro. We were due for one probably <laughs> Due. <gasps> oh. oh, this is our due date. Hmm. 
Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, perfect timing. We both just saw Little Women and both were equally floored by what a fucking wonderful, magical feminist powerhouse of a glorious film that was oh my god so many adjectives it was remarkable though that movie is a gift it was it's one of the best things i have seen i can't remember the last time i was so captivated by a movie and by a story that i didn't think about anything else i was so invested in these characters and i had a rare gift i didn't know little women at all which i think is crazy to me okay spoiler alert if you haven't watched little women skip ahead 30 seconds but or if you don't know what happens in Little Woman, I should say, skip ahead 30 seconds. Mikey didn't know that Beth dies. And it's like, it's a, it's an old story, first of all. So if it's a spoiler, so sorry for you. <laughs> also, it is a, uh, it it's like a huge cultural reference. Like there's a Friends episode mm-hmm. where Joey and Rachel are swapping favorite books and <laughs> Rachel ruins it. All right. Okay. Beth dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spoilies. Um, yeah, uh, I, and I've seen that episode, but it just went over my head because I didn't know the story. So oh, it just sure. Didn't, yeah, didn't sit with me. Uh-huh. Um, so it was. I was there the whole time. I didn't know who Laurie ended up with. I was. That is wonderful. Honestly, it was so it's such a, a treat. Gift. And it's it is a beautiful story. And Greta Gerwig is, I think, one of the best storytellers of our time. I'm saying this like like it's not common knowledge. She is just fucking remarkable. The way that she wrote and adapted that screenplay from a beautiful story and told it with like these complicated time hops and like, uh, I don't know the, the, the character development. There are a lot of characters in that story that you need to care about mm-hmm. in order for the story to matter. And I cared about all of them. All of them were excellent. And excellent. the actors are amazing. Saoirse Ronan, and Timothy Chalamet, who is on my fuck list. Yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. Emma Watson uh-huh. um, has never been better. I want Emma Watson to play Meg in every film. This was the best role she could ever have. Part of what I was very impressed by was the fact that Emma Watson and the woman who played Amy are both English. And oh, then, Amy is too? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, obviously, Saoirse Ronan's Irish. And so it was like, they, but they all had these like perfect American accents. There were a couple words that took me out of it, but didn't even matter. Loved the scene, by the way, when Emma Watson, when they were p- playing very posh and she was like speaking the Queen's English. And I was like, oh, there's Hermione. <laughs> that fits you perfectly. <laughs> Weird. You're so good at that accent. And the film aside, I obviously haven't read the book, but now I'm inspired to do so. But the story is a beautiful illustration of the many, many ways to be a feminist or to, to be a woman to exist. Yes. And yeah, it, I think that's probably why it feels so right that she chose to tell that story now, you know, yeah. like we're having these conversations. It's a woman led cast and yeah, you're right. It's, it's so feminist and so complex. And they're all so different and they're mm-hmm. just showing like there's, there's no wrong way to be a woman, which mm-hmm. I think we forget. Yeah. There is one wrong way to be a woman and that's um, the same as the wrong way to be anything. And that's mm-hmm. if you're a Trump supporter. Yeah. <laughs> just don't be an asshole. This was maybe the only movie in recent memory, at least, that I left the theater thinking that was beautiful, beautifully wrought cinema. And my mom would love this movie. Like normally, like, Hmm. you know, normally great movies are telling like complicated stories are a little bit gritty. Like my mom, I don't think sees anything that's rated R. So like there's like a lot of stuff that I don't think would translate in most modern cinema. Mm -hmm. But this was like, I was like, my mom would love that movie. I love this movie. Where's this weird like overlap (laughs) between us that it will be, it will be a beautiful movie for everyone involved. It's magical. Yeah, it was it was just a, a, a beautiful experience and everyone should see it. My best movie of the year so far. I've seen quite a few award nominated movies. I'm going to try to see more. Maybe my mind will change. But right now that is top of my list. It's unreal. And last thing I'll say about it. 
Uh, it's been a long time since I've related so hard to a character. I really felt like Joe, which I'm sure I bet everyone who loves Little Women has one they relate to, or maybe everyone relates to Joe. I don't know. But no, I don't think so. Um, tell the people though. Not everyone's seen this movie. Why um, did you relate to her so much? She is. I don't know how to say it without pointing out all of our like bad qualities. Stop <laughs> she's, it. She's like, fiercely independent. She's very independent. She's independent in a way that I am, and and so much so that she like fears relationship she or she fears romantic relationships she fears being tied to anything Mm -hmm. which is absolutely me uh let's recount all the times i've up and left my life (laughs) um and she does a couple times in the movie as well and she she's a writer she's doesn't want to be partnered but she's like uh dealing with this strange dichotomy of life where she's like i am independent and i don't want to be married but i'm also so terribly lonely Uh and i was like oh yeah it's a hard that scene you can't you can't always have both you can't yeah that's yeah that's fair um it now that you say that out loud it makes a lot of sense that you you um that you relate to her in that moment um that scene was such humanity like it felt so real and so heartbreaking and she's like crying in her mom's arms as a grown woman i'm so sick of people saying that that love is just all a woman is fit for i'm so sick of it but I'm, I'm so lonely. I don't want all these things that society tells me, especially yeah. in 1870, what a woman I, should be or God, do. I forget that it's in 1870. That's the real fucking miracle of this whole thing. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this could, this is so modern. Yeah, it is so modern. You're, you're very right about that. Um, but she, what, it, what I love about it is it's not a help me mom. I'm so lonely. It's a, I've made this choice and it was the right choice and I'm happy about it, but mm-hmm. also I'm lonely. Yeah. Uh, final thing I will say about this rave review is that, Saoirse Ronan to me is reminding me ever more of a young Kate Winslet and mm. I can give oh, no higher Kate praise. Winslet, yeah. No higher praise. I can't say enough about this. They just all somehow became likable when it wasn't always easy to do so. Yeah. And you've loved Timothy Chalamet since Call Me By Your Name, like almost obsession level, right? No. Yeah. He's, <laughs> oof. Oof. he is probably the, I mean, I really vary in what I'm attracted to, but he might be the closest thing to my type, which okay. a grown twink. Yeah, I don't love that. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I say something about you liking Twinks, I know you don't like it, but it seems pretty on point. Like He's you, seven you years like. younger than me, and that feels like a pretty big difference at this point in our lives. Yeah. Seven? Yeah. You're 30? So he's 23? Eh, you know what? I was fucking Argentina, and he was almost 10 years older than me. Yeah. Eh, it's fine. Tishal, if you're listening. <laughs> if you're available, I'm okay with it now, so come on. <laughs> he has convinced himself it only took 30 seconds. <laughs> He will be your peach. That's is not. Oh, <laughs> I mean, no. Yeah, I will. I'll be your peach. Don't ooh me. I uh, just like uh, it was. I don't mean ill. I mean yes, but also like it just the very graphic image started painting my mind slowly, and I just like began to see it and realize what you meant. And it's a little like, sloppy, a little sticky all over. If you don't know what he's talking about with the peach, is exactly what you think. Yeah, you're like two years behind. Watch, call me by your name. So good. I'll take Army Hammer. You can have T. Chalamet, and all will be well. I would let him eat. Hey, Mom, it's your baby boy here. Um, do me a favor and just fast forward a minute. I couldn't tell you why this is different than anything else I've said in the last 30 episodes, but um, I get a little specific and I just don't need you to hear it. I would let him eat me out for a day and then just rail me. Oh, my God. <laughs> so specific for a day. Although that's just, I guess I'd be bored. I'd just be wet. <laughs> uh-huh. You're like, stick it in. Finish. Take me to dinner. You know, don't even worry about it. I ordered Grubhub. I'm, 
I'm eating no. as we, I'm eating as I speak and <laughs> as you, you know. Oh, we're eating together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, eating together. Uh, there has to be a better name for that. Do you think that's a thing? Getting a rim job and eating <laughs> at the same time. That's an Urban Dictionary th- thing, but I don't think you can reverse, reverse search. <laughs> Look for the definition. <laughs> if anyone knows what that's called. Eating while you're getting eaten. There's definitely like a blumpkin. Isn't that having, getting a, that's taking a shit, getting a blowjob and eating a sandwich. There's, where's the sandwich from? No, it's just getting a blowjob while taking a shit. You added the sandwich, which I'm fine with. Uh, I Please. Oh, Jesus Christ. Let me check Urban Dictionary now. Thank you. Please do. Moving to the country. I'm going to eat a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country. I'm gonna eat me a lot of peaches. Blumkin. A male receiving that's not that's not fair, it's not a male, it can be anyone. A person receiving general stimulation whilst simultaneously taking a shit. A white out and a brown out at the same time. Oh Jesus. Um, excuse me. Wow. No, it doesn't include There is no sandwich. You um, added that. No, I didn't. Look right here. Blumpkin. An alternate definition on Urban Dictionary when a guy is given a blowjob while taking a shit and eating his favorite sandwich. Vanessa totally gave me a blumpkin for my birthday last night. Turkey and Swiss. Hells yeah. Okay, <laughs> fine. But I want you to know that's number 10 on the list of definitions in Urban okay, Dictionary. Well, that's a lowdown. That is one of the definitions that I've heard. All that matters to me is that I didn't make it up. And all that matters to me is that we know it is gender neutral and that Alana gets a blumpkin in uh, Broad City. Does she? Yeah, There's a, in one of the intros, she gives Lincoln a blumpkin and he gives her a blumpkin. Yikes. It's going to be harder because the... Your vulva is absolutely closer to your asshole than your dick is. You have to get your head in the toilet. You that's, have to get your head really, like in. That's really, really disgusting. It is a little gross, but like uh, equal opportunity mm, employer. Mm, 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 <laughs> They're both foul. Delete, delete, both, delete. No. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. They're all all foul. We need to stop talking about this. We went from Little Women, the oh. most pure, beautiful movie, <laughs> to rim jobs and eating Grubhub. <laughs> oh, okay, so back to it. If anyone has a definition of that, should we make one up no, now? Let's call not it a definition. Or, a name. Sorry, a name. We're taking, uh, we'll do a ask... We'll do a, uh, you, you fill in the blank on Instagram this week. Perfect. And people can give us their suggestions or email it to us. My best friends journal at gmail.com. Oh, great. You got that part done already. Yeah. You have to repeat it again later. Okay. Can we please get into the journal? I am very conflicted about how this has gone so far. We Beth get in there. I, I will. Let's march to the journal. Let's get a cup of Joe and it'll be you and, uh, me and, uh, Meg B will get some good stories. I couldn't get Meg in there. <laughs> did you just get all of their names and their last name? I did, but Meg was hard. Meg B? Uh, perfect. All right. Bye. Bye. Hi. Oh, my God. Hi. Oh, God. Uh, okay. April 15th, 2014. You had a long day. You went to your first day of Burt rehearsals at DTC. Quick shower and cabaret. Why would I write the shower? Yes, it can be assumed. So does that mean that I haven't showered in any other day in this journal? Uh, Yeah, it's really kind of speaking to the excitement of this day and how much you were thrilled about the cabaret. You said quick shower and cabaret went fine. Cabaret went fine? Yeah. Great. And then you had drinks afterwards at Brauhaus. Brauhaus. Brauhaus resulted in a hangover. April 16th, woke up hungover. Long trek to rehearsal. Um, the director is giving you many line readings and working <sighs> and working all for a laugh. Here we go. Okay. okay. So <laughs> this is that very sweet man, Larry, who just shouldn't have been a director. And um, he would give me line readings. So that is when someone tells you exactly how to say something as opposed to letting you 
do it based on the choices you've made and that whatever. And he would do like physical things too. And I remember one time specifically, he would grab his like heart, like grab his chest and he'd be like, I want you to really feel it. And I said to him, I was like, so you want me to, you want me to literally grasp my pearls? Is that, you want me to do it like this? And he was like, yeah, that's it. And I was being an asshole. I was being uh-huh. facetious. Yeah. And he was like, yes. And I was like, great. Now I got to fucking grasp my pearls <laughs> at this line every fucking time. It is it a was, tough thing to work it was with. tough. It's a tough kind of director to work with when they are like, there's, there's a way of directing where you pull performances out of people. And then there's a way of direction directing where you put performances on people. Uh, well, the very next day, oh boy, you say rehearsal is a little infuriating. So many line readings and lack of direction and focus. Excited to go to NYC and go home for the weekend. Okay, I don't know. I almost just got very stern with you, but this is 2014. <laughs> you, you are wishing yourself out of every situation. Literally, all of the last two weeks has been like, can't wait to go. Uh, can't wait to go back to Philly. And then three days in Philly, you're like, can't wait to go to NYC. Like you are just like very much like I cannot wait to be in the next situation. So I don't have to deal with this current situation. You're never making the best of a current situation. It's always like the next thing's going to be better. The next thing's going to be better. It's like very blatant to me. Um, Is that true now? And is that the human condition? Is that the Gemini condition? It was um, pretty true on the cruise ship as well, and been pretty true a few other times in this journal. Doesn't isn't is that not always how I was slash am? Like I'm ready for a, if I feel any sense of rut, I need to run into the next adventure. Yeah, except it's not just rut. So first of all, to answer your questions, is that the human condition? No, not every human uh, uh, is a psychopath. Not every <laughs> not every human approaches life that way. Is that the Gemini condition? I mean, maybe, but you also have control over these things. Our signs don't define us. We don't have a fate. I recently met with a medium who told me that no oh, matter yes. what. <laughs> oh, good. Keep it grounded. We have control <laughs> over things. You know, I recently met with a medium who told me. <laughs> That's a whole different story. We can get into it later if you'd like. Um, but, like, you know, the fact that we look at, you know, we listen to people that say they have an idea of where we should go or we look at our sign or all these kinds of things. We have control over these things. We can like, so saying, is it the Gemini condition? Maybe you're more, maybe you have a predilection towards these things, but it doesn't mean you have to be this way. Um, and also it's not just about the, this is not about the next great adventure. Cause you're in a rut. This is because you're uh, have a couple shitty days of rehearsal and all you're journaling about is, I can't wait to get out of here. And just you think that surrounding yourself with something completely new is going to make every maybe maybe I'm overstating that. Maybe you don't feel like it's going to make everything better or different. You just are looking forward to something because today sucked. I get that. It's but true. it's like a huge theme in this journal is like can't wait for what's next. Very rarely are you like I love the situation in which I find myself. You're a working actor. You have like four shows right now. I'm like very happy for you as your friend going, oh, look at you. You're getting yours. You're getting work done. You're building that resume. You're doing a great job. But you, uh, it seems like 2014 Mike was uh, very ready just to be anywhere but where he was. Well, I don't don't know how to (laughs) diagnose it, but I will say that I have just passed my one-year anniversary of living in California in the same place, the same job, the same gig. I have been settled, and I haven't run, and I haven't 
complain too much about needing to run. That's pretty impressive, actually. A year is a lot for me. It is a lot. Also, I will say all this, I, I don't know why I got so heated at younger you, but six years ago, Mike, is very different from now, Mike. Like, I, th- there are, there's a ton of growth. I mean, you went through most of your 20s. Like, that is, <laughs> that's a big period of growth for mm-hmm. everyone. You're becoming the adult that you are today. Um, but it is... Um, you know, it's, I say this a lot. Like one of my favorite platitudes is that youth is wasted on the young. Like it is so true. I wish that I had any kind of perspective when I was, you know, young and you were living this like very fun life. You were living like between cities with no like tie to anything. And you could just go where the jobs were and you were meeting interesting people. And I mean, you're going to rehearsal for what, a couple hours a day. And that was your job. Um, that doesn't suck. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but you were, uh, like, at least from the journal, you were getting caught up on on the, the things that annoyed you more than the things that were, like, joyful or exciting about this experience. Yeah. It's... Oh. oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Mike here. I uh, just wanted to tell you that at that point, Cam's dogs opened the door to the studio and scared the shit out of me. One last thing to say, though. I do think um, I have, I'm a little different now, but I do miss some of those like it's the the pros and cons are so intertwined i no longer meet new people all the time i don't have adventures all the time and i do feel a little like i used to have uh what felt like a skill to kind of be dropped in the middle of a group and be able to be a social butterfly anywhere and now i'm just like anxiety ridden (laughs) i need i I need to stretch that muscle a little more and figure out how to do that while also keeping some roots i would like to conduct a poll of older listeners like uh i don't know maybe boomers uh we've got we have, one it's your mom <laughs> um, my mom and no that, that's it does your dad uh, does your dad does your um <laughs> does peter's dad still listen no uh we were talking about that at dinner actually oh, right. over christmas and he was like i probably don't need to know those things I was like no, no 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 you definitely don't um sweet of them to ask how it's going though that's, that's plenty great beautiful support yeah um and uh, what was i gonna say oh i i want to know they don't have to be listeners, actually. Just maybe asking people in older generations if there's something about today's society that is making, uh, like, anxiousness and anxiety more ubiquitous, or are we just finally talking about it, uh, like social anxieties? I I wonder if there is something. Maybe this is the. I'm sure there are hundred people, hundred PhD candidates uh, that are researching this as we speak. But like, we speak so much about social anxiety. Like I feel the same way that like the older I get, the more, the less likely I am to thrive in a bustling social situation. Sometimes it makes me very anxious. I usually end up enjoying myself, Mm -hmm. but before or right when I arrive, I feel very sweaty about the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wonder if, and I never had that feeling as a younger person. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that is more about part of the aging process that no one ever used to talk about, or if it's something about um, that's more ubiquitous now because we have more information. We spend more time in limited interaction on screens instead of out in, you know, with, with strangers and face to face. Like, Oh, I'm very curious about that. Or maybe it's not just that we spend our time with limited interaction because we're on screens, but the screens themselves, we've, you know, curated an image of ourselves that we have time to sit and think about and write the exact right word and edit the exact right photo. But you don't have, that uh, luxury in real life. You have to just rely on your actual being without, and not the filter of who you're trying to present yourself to be. Yeah. So maybe we've gotten so used to presenting ourselves how we'd like that it gets harder to present ourselves as we are. Well, and take it one step further. The people that we surround ourselves with digitally, um, they 
are either super aspirational, so that's intimidating to be around, or we have an idea of who they are, who these people are. We are comfortable with the images or videos of the people that we see on our phones, but then when it comes to how are they going to react to me, how do I interact with this persona, you know, like when you're out in the world, um, I'm very curious about all of that. Absolutely worth investigating. Maybe we'll get some more answers as the years go on in here. Maybe we will. Listeners are going to tell us what we should call that one thing from the intro, and they're also going to tell us they're going to tell us more about socio- sociological uh, sociology, more about sociology, sociologicalness. I think mm, is the word. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's it. I just picked this up, and I was like, Danzare is easy so far. <laughs> Didn't we? <That> was <laughs> no! <last year>. No! <laughs> Danzare! I was on a ship uh, once. Um. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, April 18th. Annoyed at unprofessional style of rehearsal, trying to breathe in positivity. Oh. Oh, oh here we are. I was kind of mean to younger Mike. I'm sorry. I was a little hard on him. No, you weren't. You made a good point. I got a little bit on my high horse, Casey Musgraves. Yeah. <laughs> on your... <laughs> um, rushed to pack to get to bus by 6 p.m. Met at Michaela's place on 46th. Red wine and convinced her to go to the ship in May. Oh, I did that? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, huh? Yeah, in a few weeks, we're going to have a little adventure that's coming up soon. Oh, you guys are? Yeah. Oh, going to go see Kick. Go, go. No spoilers. Okay, you said that already before. Shut up. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm so defeated. Usually you, you get right back, but you just went, okay. No, I'm still feeling a little guilty about uh, young Mike, who was my friend. Ooh, I was never else, that hard on him. What else can I get away with while you're feeling guilty? Well, it's going to be short lived, so. It's already over, isn't it? it? Yeah, it's over. No longer feeling bad. April 19th, you left NYC at 7 a.m. with Michaela to have a nice day at home. This is home in Oopstot? Uh, I think so. Okay. Um, Albany, yeah. You had Oopstot. Ham dinner and karaoke bar. Great. Mm. Uh, karaoke with the fam. That sounds like a disaster. <laughs> oh, God. You went oh, karaoke uh, with your family? I remember this. Okay. Wait, hold on. You said Michaela and some family friends joined. So, what does that you Michaela didn't go home with you? No, and I. this is strange. Okay. Michaela and I just brought this up. She. We went in the bus together, but she stayed with another woman she was friends with from school. Okay. Um, and then she ended up at this same karaoke bar with the family f- that she was staying with. And I was like, Oh, Michaela. And she like met my family and stuff, but she wasn't with me. Seriously? Yes. It just happened to be, I was like, Oh, hello. Come on over and say hi to my family. That's crazy. That ridiculous. Also, sorry for everyone else that you guys are both really good at singing pop music and you're at a karaoke bar. It's so uh, obnoxious. I don't, we never, we always talk to say this at karaoke. You can't win if you're a singer because either you're really good uh-huh. and everyone's like, you're a singer, ew, or you're like not good enough. And everyone's uh-huh. like, aren't you a aren't singer? You, a singer? <laughs> um, you can't just like pick a fun song. You're like, oh, I've never sung this before. It needs to be like prepared mm-hmm. repertoire. I do La Vida Loca pretty often. It's a do fun you? one. It's up tempo. Everyone always picks the That's fucking great. ballads. Well, that points at health. Uh, points at health. Points at himself. Uh, yeah, I I really like to sing ballads, and I'm awful at singing pop music. So it's like Billy Joel. I'm like, that's the best I can give you. It's like mm. Billy Joel or Elton John. But if everyone's doing a ballad, it's a tough night. Oh, it's super it? tough night. Yeah, but I usually don't go to karaoke with a bunch of singers. That is boring. It's no. literally everyone just trying to be great. If you can go with friends that just like want to go and sing, then it, the, it's very casual. We like when Kick does karaoke. It's more fun. Uh, also, can I tell you what my favorite thing to do is? Uh huh. Eminem. 
Superman. It is a little thing that I, a little oh. little trick they like to pull out occasionally. No, nope. those are perfect. You have to have those karaoke staples. Yeah, uh, it's very impressive. It's also very 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 disgusting towards women, and so oh. you can't do that at like a, a, a oh. bar. Toward I used to do it, thinking it was fine because Eminem before we were really being woke about these things. Now that I think about it, one of the lyrics is, "Put a put anthrax on a tampax and slap you till you can't stand." So we're not going to do that anymore. Oh yeah, you should remove that from your rep. That uh, song is canceled. Thank I you. I forget about him. I like he really changed um, our idea of you know music in general. He really like he's in my he was in my music history books. And, he's an uh, incredibly influential artist. But then and he was like friends with Elton John, that's which what is it's bizarre. So confusing. Yeah. yeah, like very homophobic, very anti women lyric. He's disgusting. He is lyrics. like yeah. some the shit he has recorded is offensive in the worst way uh, but i mean also like but but also sometimes woke as fuck and then there are people like fucking kanye west that is also disgusting yeah. towards women and absolutely i think like drake is probably the most woke of like r&b and rap stars uh like like men that we can like, i don't know a lot of drake music but i believe that um I, he's, he's on degrassi yeah. <laughs> everyone loves to say that i only know what degrassi is because people say drake was on it i binged degrassi really? like Maybe winter break of my sophomore year of college. Is it kind of like Canadian Dawson's Creek? Yeah. It's okay. uh, maybe a little more dramatic. We get into okay. much heavier things. Okay. Never watched Dawson's Creek either. I uh, didn't really either, so I don't know how I can make that grand comment. <laughs> <laughs> you said that was such authority. It surely did. Yeah. I'm really, oh. really bullshit on my way through that one. <laughs> Bullshat. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Um, so you had oh dinner and karaoke with the family. Michaela was randomly there with uh, some family friends. So random. These are those family friends that it's like now very complicated with because my my parents were both friends with their parents and the kids were all friends. And uh, once Daddy went to the slammer, everything got a little <laughs> messy. Yikes! You know I don't like it when you call him Daddy. Only call me Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, disgusting. Um, okay, well, uh, at least this was before that. So apparently you're having a grand old time seeing karaoke. You met Renee. My brother's wife. Oh. Yeah. Girlfriend at the time. My brother's wife. My Tomorrow. Bro- <laughs> My brother will. Wife. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Uh, okay, that's great. You met your brother's wife. That's a big deal. They weren't married yet, though. They were not. Okay. That'd be strange if I met my brother's wife. <laughs> also, be really awkward because I officiated that ceremony. So if I met her after that, it's tough. They got married at a karaoke bar? Strange. Uh, lunch at Caputo's. Mm. Uh, bought new sneakers. Nice day at home. Great. Fabulosity. On April 20th. 420! This is before my strong weed culture. <laughs> my strong weed culture. You know, like, you notice I'm such not a pothead in this? Yeah. We haven't, I'd never smoke in here. I know. Hey. I just looked down and saw my name. Uh-oh. What does it say? Well, your handwriting is actually much worse, so maybe you were smoking weed <laughs> three no, years it later. It changes all the time. Oh, what? this one we saw Natasha Pierre. Oh, fun. Yeah. And it just says Cam left early is what I saw, period. Uh, not that I miss him so much. I love him so much. I'm so glad he came. But we can talk about that in three years. Well, I scratched off the gonna fucking kill Cam part. <laughs> <laughs> Before you handed over the journal. Uh-huh, I went through and found uh, out What are these burn marks? <laughs> It's like the like, bl- yes, the black yeah, family tapestry. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. April twentieth, four twenty. Woke up and had. 
God, I'll bring you back to that. One more time. <laughs> nope. Woke up and had eggs and ham. It must have been left over from last night with your ham dinner. Packed queen-size stuff in a hurry. Hmm. And two buses later, I'm back in Philly. Oh, I think I finally invested in a fucking big bed. I had that bed bug bed for a while, which is <laughs> the, the bed the, bug twin bed. The B squared. B oh, cubed. B cubed. Uh-huh. Um, it, yeah, it was a twin bed, and I think I was like, I'm an adult. I'm going to get a fucking queen. Best decision of my life. Oh, so, uh, best decision of my life. Best decision of my life. <laughs> and hey. then, uh, so you stole a bunch of queen size stuff from your mom's house? Is that what you're telling me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can afford the mattress, can't afford the sheets. I got a used mattress. After getting bed bugs, that's a risky thing, but I put a bed bug mattress on it right away. Or Yikes. cover. Used mattress. It's not yeah. actually technically legal to sell those. Oh, is it? No. Not? It was like 100 bucks, but it was it was a really good mattress, and they, didn't, they just bought a better one. It uh-huh. was like pretty much new. But is this like a Craigslist situation? They live down the street from me in Philly. Okay. Can I tell you really quickly something that really upsets me about mattresses in general? So there's all these mattress companies in the world now that do like bed in a box, mattress in a box situation. Um, My very favorite ones I will fully endorse are the Wayfair ones on Wayfair. They're always on sale. We had them at the Mammoth Place. They are so comfortable. Buy them. Anyway, we bought one a few years ago when we moved into this place and... It had like the hundred day return policy or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? How like yeah, like yeah. Casper and Try purple it for and... sixty days. Free, exactly. Yeah. And if if you don't like it, then they'll take it back. Well, we didn't like it. This the one that we bought. I won't name drop it right now, but it it slept so hot. I could not stand it. I woke up sweaty every single night. It was like they you know a lot of memory foam is really hot, and it just was. It was mm-hmm. comfortable, but I could not sleep comfortably in it, and so we returned it. How do you return that though? Well, you call. They come. They roll up and. The way that they return it is they just hire 1-800-JUNK to come to your house and take this mattress away because, come to find out, you can't resell a mattress in the United States. And Uh. so what they do is literally this is all like foam rubber that will never, ever biodegrade, and they just haul it off to a landfill. It's like free returns. We'll happily throw this on a landfill for you and give you your money back. It is really shocking. So every time you throw away a mattress, like you can't, you could potentially go through five of these things before you find one that works because of this e-commerce model where it's like, buy it. If you hate it, we'll take it back. And they're all just filling landfills. It's very sad to me. Um, I did find out though, in other countries, you, you can't resell a mattress retail, but, um, hotels can buy them from you, which makes tons of sense because literally every mattress in a hotel is being slept on by a different person every night. So of course, yeah. I feel like but we should start that in the States. Because that's the case anyway, like you should be able to buy a used one if you want to. If you know it's used, that's up to you. Sure. Right? Yeah. And I'm sure with the technology we have these days, we can make sure there's no like uh, body fluids or body or body fluids or body bugs. <laughs> Body fluids or bed bugs on it before it's human sized bed bugs. <laughs> <laughs> just like throw that thing through some ultraviolet. I don't know. It seems crazy to me that yeah, we're just stick a wrapper on it. Str- a condom. <laughs> giant condom. Uh, a giant mattress condom. That'll sleep nice and cool. <laughs> Very breathable, famously. <laughs> you want your condoms a little breath- breathable. Porous. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Just a loose knit. <laughs> <laughs> a knit condom. <laughs> All the terrible things. Just oh, pain for the sake of pain. So Just doing dry. nothing and it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> Final bit of this 420 celebration. Thinking about contacting Robert for another cruise contract. Here I am again. Do that a lot. Yeah. So. Oh, I'm going to do a cruise pretty quickly after this. Are you? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. I kind of like it when you're on boats. New yeah, places, new people all the time. Get back on a boat, damn it. Mind your tongue. <laughs> I met in the journal. 
You you sit there and you stay. <laughs> Mind your tongue. April 22nd. Rehearsal. Ran some materials at home. Looked up flights and hotels for Nice with Michaela? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait. Didn't know that you were going to go to Nice. Oh, I didn't write that? No, you wrote that. Where did I write it? Right here, where I just read, April 22nd. (laughs) I'm drunk. Read the whole thing again. (laughs) Where are you right now? I'm reading your journal. Where'd you write that? (laughs) Uh, Need a job for August. That right there is the thing that stresses me out the most thinking about your life Hmm. because I'm such a planner. I, I hated taking even like a year gig because it was like halfway through that gig. I'd be like, how am I going to survive? What will I do when I get home? Oh like it would God. fully stress me out. More than you, a year. You've got to commit to more than a year. You're very good though about like, I will figure it out. I will find a subletter. It's all going to be fine. You're good about not being super, not coming across as super stressful. Oh, Cause I can stuff. always wait tables, which fucking sucks. But the goal is to avoid that at all costs. Okay. Um, Oh, April 23rd. Ran all of your Burt music and then blocked Act Two. Michaela booked our flights! Exclamation point. That's what I thought you were saying in the last one. Oh, gotcha. I was in rehearsal and we were getting notes and she's texting me like crazy and I couldn't respond. I was like, "What do you need?" She's like, "Just I'll tell you later, but give me your passport info." I was like, "Okay." So, um, <laughs> that's a good friend. <laughs> I know. I had it on my phone and I sent it to her. And uh, after rehearsal, I call her. I was like, "What's up?" She's like, "Okay, we're going to Nice on this date. Here are the flights." She booked our flights. Wow. Just trust. Great. Um, it was perfect. We uh, she booked the flights both on her credit card and then I paid for the whole trip, like all the food and things, mm-hmm. and then we just kind of balanced it out that way, and it like came to within twenty bucks of the same price. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, finishing April twenty third. So Michaela booked your flights. You're going to the Mediterranean again. You're so excited. I'm jealous. What fun. Oh, what fun it is to travel with friends. Uh, the 24th of April, you are almost done with blocking and dances. We'll probably get together in time. Such a glowing endorsement. Looking at Airbnbs for Nice with Michaela. So exciting. Oh, so much fun to plan a big adventure. It is. Well, it was a mess because we were supposed to go meet uh, on the ship. Kick was going to sign us on for free and we were going to go back on the ship where we worked. And they changed a bunch of rules after we left, mostly because we abused those rules while we were there. <laughs> we got some rules made for us. Oh. They said that's a that's a thing to be proud of. If you you know you've had a good time if rules have been made after you. <laughs> uh, I've never heard that before, but that's fair. Uh, uh, also because I follow every rule mm-hmm. uh, to my own detriment, so no rules have ever been made for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's a thing. You follow your like you you figure out a way to circumvent the rules until they have to make a new one because of you. Oh yeah, okay. Um, but we were supposed to go stay on that ship and didn't work out, so we had to then we. Then we are already flying to Nice. We're like, all right, well, we better get Airbnbs and follow the ship. So we literally took the ship's itinerary and got Airbnbs in countries around where the ship was going to be. Oh, my God. Did you just fly to meet the ship everywhere? Uh, but the ship's easy, so we mostly trained and stuff. Okay. Oh, that's fun. It was very fun. And then we would go on the ship for, like, dinners and get their free booze. It was great. Oh, I'm super excited to hear all about this. Okay. Uh, the 26th of April. Stressing about room on the ship. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> Finally went to the gym. So many exclamation points. Uh, to Twisted Tail with Gabs. Blues band, shuffleboard, and darts. Fun. Fun. You love activities. <laughs> I do love activities. Too much beer, but so fun. Gabs is Gabriella, the same lady who's been mentioned a bunch of times and who the Christmas song of several episodes ago was for. Yeah. Uh, and Gabs slept in Rachel's bed. Hope that was okay with Rachel. Oh my God. Again, brunch with Gabs. You're like having a good old time. Um, and her friend from Chicago. Uh I only met Gabrielle once and it was in Chicago. So that's fun. I associate her with that city. The 28th of April, heinous rehearsal. <laughs> it's the first time that word's come up. I think I really love it. <laughs> Ran act two and worked on blocking. Larry's all over the place. It's hard to work with him. 
uh, watching Drag Race is the day's highlight. No, no, better than photocopying music. That was a highlight once. Um, <laughs> took a sec. <laughs> it did. Sorry. Sometimes I have to process one thing at a time. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's better, actually. I can talk about Drag Race all day. I cannot talk about photocopying music all day. Again, I want to say, really, really great man. Just not good at this job. Oh, like, Larry. Yeah, I feel I bad. you talking about like, the Drag Race for I never, I don't want to shit talk anyone and it happened a lot in the you know ship times and we're talking about the mean girls and stuff and i'm trying to i want to just like say the facts without just being nasty you sure. know um he's not a bad guy no it just he wasn't good at this okay. and it's kind of how i feel a lot of singers um feel about their voice you can't it's hard to criticize a singer versus criticizing a clarinetist because your clarinet is a separate instrument that is not a part of your body where singers feel so attached to their voice it is part of their identity wow that's interesting way of putting that the problem with singers, with criticizing them, is if you're just criticizing the timbre or like the sound of someone's voice, the quality of their voice, it's like, that's tough. Yeah. Uh, if you're criticizing someone who's getting paid to perform and they can't hit the notes or they are singing out of tune, that's a different story. Yes, absolutely. But, but it is much more personal. Right. It just feels, uh, I feel like singers have a harder time in general taking notes than say another instrumentalist. 100%. Because you can say you're not playing the notes on the page and be like, right. oh, let me fix that fingering or go practice more. Mm-hmm. And if you're working on your fingering as a singer, it's a whole different thing. <laughs> Um, I'm working on my fingering right now. <laughs> Again, that chair has a porous surface. <laughs> <laughs> working on my fingering right now. Uh, huh. I don't know what this means. This ship, two people both said no situation. Yeah. Remember the mean girl who um, is now working on their sales? Uh-huh. I think we were like, oh, maybe she can help us get on or whatever because she was you know, involved and that didn't work out. Then we knew someone else who might be able to help us when... Kit couldn't help and that didn't work out and all okay. of a sudden like shit's hitting the fan because we did not plan on spending all this money on you booked flights yeah so now we better figure it out thank god you got thank god you got all this burt Bacharach money <laughs> well now was money <laughs> uh, still living off that cruise ship money april 29th 2014 still the same year um nightmare with signing onto ship looking real bad <laughs> your excitement for this trip has now turned yeah. into existential dread of Full paying stress. for accommodation yeah um did you oh well let's read april 30th shall we not going on ship to stay just visiting and taking a vacay with mick rehearsals it seems like you've made terms with us made peace with it okay great rehearsals are the same larry seems defeated <laughs> Oh. oh, poor sweet bad Larry. <laughs> and just for the fuck of it, I'm going to get into May for this year. <laughs> for the fuck of it. Just for the fuck of it. Oh, I mean, we can't end this episode on more bad rehearsal because that's yeah. boring for everyone. Uh, May 1st, rough rehearsal. <laughs> 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 We're never going to get out of this. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, rough rehearsal. Saw some awful stuff. Too bad. Saw some terrible things. <laughs> <laughs> uh very frustrating and then i don't know what this means lots of easy shifts at bars 42 dollars. i forgot about that easy shifts gig economy Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes <laughs> i know now what you mean <laughs> huh it was an app i was doing um i forgot oh it's Total- called just easy shifts easy shifts yeah okay. you you would go to like a 
uh, like a 7-Eleven or like a restaurant, lots of like kind of different things or a Walmart even and you take surveys, it would ask about like signage in places and um, branding or whatever. And you just do surveys, fill them out and you'd get like five bucks for this one, seven for this one, depending on how difficult it was. Oh wait, you would personally take the survey? You'd get customers to take I would surveys. go do the survey. I would look around the store and do the survey. Oh my God. Okay. That's so much. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, it would take worth like $5. 10 minutes. I thought you meant you had to go find someone to take a oh, survey for you. No. no interacting with humans, but it was oh. awkward because like the, the app was like, don't let um, the manager know what you're doing and if they do lie or something and sometimes it was like a tiny little 7-eleven the size of your office uh-huh. and i'm like trying to look around their store and take a survey like evaluating like, signage i'm just curious do you happen to have a heineken sign here and they're like <laughs> would you like some heineken i'm like no 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 <laughs> just crazy um but Ooh, yeah that, was, that's a weird gig it was weird i don't know why i was doing so much of it pay for those airbnbs <laughs> Yeah, you've got some unexpected expenses coming right down the pipe. Uh, Okay, so we have uh, had a weird episode, but I think it's probably reaching its apex. No, not apex. What's the end? Climax? No. That was minutes ago. Finale. We're at the end of the denouement. What does that mean? Denouement is the um, wrap up, the end of a story. Oh, great. Well, this is the grand finale. We got to go. The grand finale, you always make these, like, you always say something that sounds like we are over. (laughs) And if that was the grand finale. (laughs) Of this entire experience. Forget Um, about my dad. If something happened, I'll tell you about it. You know, we'll meet you for coffee someday. (laughs) Oh, that would be some serious blue balls for all of of them people out there. It's coming. That's actually coming soon. Okay, Mike. Um... That's all we have time for today, and it's all I can handle today, to be very honest with you. Yeah, so, I get it. Uh, if people want more of My Best Friend's Journal, they can find us online at mybestfriendsjournal.com. Uh, we're active on social media, specifically Instagram at MBFJ Podcast, and you can email us at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. And if you wouldn't mind doing us a favor, if you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, or have your friends who haven't done that do so. Helps us grow. Yeah. Even if they've never listened, just tell them to leave us five stars. I mean, we'd appreciate that. That's weird, but I guess I wouldn't say no, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. So, yeah, yeah, whatever. No idea. Glowing reviews that have nothing to do with the show. I had the chicken. It was fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Cannot wait for our next review that says I had the chicken. It was fantastic. (laughs) All right, Mike. Until next time, always remember. Oh, shit, Mike. Uh, we didn't do Gay's Phone of the Week. No! So let's get in now. Okay, um, uh, uh, Quick, fuck. Hey, oh, you, theme point. song. Gay, 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 gay. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> do you have one? Um, um, uh, oh, I sent a lot of dick pics. Um, oh, you know oh. what? Here, um, actually, one dick pic in your shower, but I don't want to talk to you about that right uh, now. That's <laughs> a lot, but we can unpack that later. Yeah, off mic, I suppose. We won't. Um, <laughs> I uh I don't have notifications set on my Snapchat anymore. I like just open it when I open it, uh-huh. and I forgot that I sent some you know dick pics to my dick pic people, <laughs> and uh, I hadn't opened it in a long time. And I opened it up, and my God, it was a smorgasbord. It was a feast for the testicles. Oh my God, how many do you think? Oh, a dozen. A dozen dick pics. Yeah, it's like dick pic soup. Uh, dick pic soup. Kim, <laughs> <laughs> uh, go go go. Uh, oh Love yeah, the arbitrary timer we've put on here. By the uh, way, these episodes have never had a consistent length. <laughs> It's fine. I'd prefer not to uh, dwell on this one. My guess mode of the week is when my sister-in-law brought up uh, bulge sniffing yet again. Again. We had had a full conversation about it where she just needed a little bit more clarification about what exactly drew me to sniff a bulge. What does she need to know? Sniff it. Uh, Nose bulge. Done. I think the thing is that she is not in any way... Uh, she is not in any way drawn to put her face near human genitals. Okay, uh, that's and, fair. Yeah, and I want my face near genitals most of the time. Oh, well, let me help you out. <laughs> not yours! <laughs> okay, bye! New gayest moment! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>